0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick and I am joined once again by my friend Aram. Aram in Toronto. That's, that's, I guess, what I'm going
1: to call you yeah. um, for, <laughs> for a while. A talk a talk
0: <laughs> and uh, we just finished watching the Warriors beat the Raptors by one point. How did that feel?
1: That felt good. That felt good, you know. Uh they were they were making runs, they were up by fifteen, and it was just getting chipped away and I was getting pissed off. I, I don't know why, but I really wanted this one. Just because you knew you just knew Raptors were gonna throw out the janky defense, uh, they're gonna try to lock him up. Uh and maybe as, you know, Fitz and Kalena Azabuke are in my head, uh being Supreme Homers, but But they are doing the same shit that they did in the finals, right? So I really Mm -hmm. wanted this. Steph had a horrible game. But, uh, but you know what? You saw Mm -hmm. some depth from this team that is really starting to develop. That second unit is really, really interesting. And they're, they're really a stabilizing force because that starting lineup is definitely a work in progress. Um, I, you know, in that fourth quarter, I, I was cussing. And I got I got booted <laughs> to the basement. So <laughs> I got some dirty looks and got booted to the basement. <laughs> um, I wanted yeah. this one. I wanted, in short, I wanted this one. And I'm glad we got it.
0: Yeah, I wanted this one too. I looked at the spread and the Raptors were favored in this game by a couple points. And I was like, are you kidding me? And when I watched these two teams play, I was like, oh, come on. You know, like <laughs> the Warriors should... Beat this team, I thought, you know. But the Raptors—they have—they've been playing together for a while, and they kind of have that championship pedigree, whatever. But <laughs> um, <laughs> you're not buying it, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but uh, I, I agree with you. Like the the first uh, the first unit, it's like it's obviously with Ubre and Draymond. You, you right now have two guys who can't score, and then Wiseman. You know, sometimes he just goes through his rookie mistakes and he looks confused a little bit and whatnot, but you know, and, and Wiggins usually uh up and down, but he's been pretty consistently up lately. And yeah, that second unit, man, like um, I like, I like uh, Pascal a lot as a small ball center. He's just bully ball. And he is one of the only guys on this squad who I think can just literally go get a bucket. Yeah. He's like, you know, he'll, he'll pump fake or he'll just,
1: Force his way to the basket and get fouled or whatever. But, and on the second unit, he has the license to do that. Like they, they want him to do that. They need him to do that. And yeah. so it's, you know, they definitely have fallen into this circumstance, but, uh, but it's working out. I mean, one of the things with the second unit, too, that you notice is just so much more space. You know, they, it part of it is like they have you know, better shooters out there with Mulder and Lee and Wanamaker. Um, but, you know, it, <laughs> just that starting lineup is is just so crunched you know i mean they Uh are bigger like physically bigger so just optically on the screen it does look like there's less space because they're bigger but man the space of the shooters that they provide it it makes a big difference Um, and it allows pascal to have more space to operate in too
0: Oh yeah, totally. Um, It's funny that now, after like two games where Wanamaker has actually hit three point shots, we can say he's like a good shooter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the stats bear it out, you know. Like, I mean, we're we're still waiting for the you know uh, regression to the mean for Ubre. Like at this point, we're just like, please hit thirty three percent. Like that would be amazing because that means he would be. I I don't know what the numbers would be, but that would mean he would be hitting forty five percent the rest of the season or something like that. But
0: Right, right. Um, One thing also about the second unit and Pascal on that uh, uh, squad is that it really, I think it makes Andrew Wiggins feel better because he does not have to be the only one who has to create and score. And I think like, you know, when when Pascal just, when he gets in trouble, he can give it to Pascal and, you know, he can just like do what he does, hold the ball, kind of like size up the defender and either shoot it or you know take to the basket and do that really uh un unflashy uh
1: drive pump fake pump fake <laughs> and go up yeah. and uh, lay it up you know so I, uh, and I think another real stabilizing thing has been Baysmore you know just watching it watching him these last few games that they've switched the rotation up just how much more he's giving out there than Poole was giving. And, you know, they mentioned, they admitted that they were trying to give Poole a shot to see what he had. He put in the work, give him a shot. Uh, Basemore was the bird in the hand, I guess. And, yeah. but man, it, a veteran presence, really stabilizing um, and really helping make up for some of the issues with Ubre too. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really yeah. happy about the, this development with Bazemore too, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think Bazemore was ever
1: in the doghouse.
0: I think it was just like, okay, you know, like you said, let's see what uh, the younger guys got or some of these newer guys got, and <laughs> let's see if we should pick up uh, Poole's option, but then also let's see what we get from Lee and um, and Mulder. And obviously Lee and Mulder have stuck because they can actually hit shots, whereas Jordan Poole, he – is still kind of mediocre at everything um and he doesn't really give you uh something definite each game but yeah i mean basemore i mean that's what you get with a vet right like you get uh someone who is uh who has so many more reps hitting shots in the nba right so like yeah. he'll hit that jumper more often than jordan Poole would and um you know his defense and his energy and he knows his role too you know what i mean like he's not trying to do too much he plays the way he knows how to play that he's played for nine years i mean i guess he did technically didn't really play much at the beginning so but he's been in the league for a long ass time so i i've always thought that was a very cool pickup and uh you know people were saying before that like oh he's maybe not a, a steve kerr player but like would they have signed him?
1: (laughs) (laughs) um, Well, there are some down roster guys that maybe are not car guys, but you know, he had a, Baysmore had a great quote where um, it was in the Clippers game when they made that comeback. It was at the end of the third where Steph was just trailing behind him. He turned around and just kind of made this blind pass. And he was saying, you know, I played with, Kyle Korver for a long time so I knew Steph was going to be there right like that type of shooter is going to do that kind of thing and and that's right. just it just was such an example of what a vet can do that somebody like Poole just doesn't have have the experience to to know that kind of thing
0: exactly exactly like at that moment with the ball in that spot Jordan Poole probably would not know instinctually anything to do with it right like like uh like you like you said it's
1: Baysmore just knew where to look, right? I mean, look behind him. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh just to get back to what the the players you were talking about on the bench, Damian Lee, you know that's my guy. Uh That's your guy. Yeah. That's my yeah. guy. <laughs> and but, uh, you know, at some point in the season, uh you know, he uh, maybe he'll have a slump or fall out of the rotation, but he's my guy and he has been since 2019. Um I think he should have been in been on the finals roster Uh, we'll talk about that someday Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but you know he was really stabilizing in this game too like I mean we've talked about the space but um, he's really rounded into this really key rotation player and two games now where he's essentially had the winning shot
0: yeah and he is pretty clutch so far and he's pretty comfortable and I was very impressed that he swished both of those free throws yeah i've never seen take like uh game winning free throws which are obviously far more nerving than you know just taking a a three in the flow of a game so he switched those i was like okay this dude is totally comfortable and yeah you're starting to see exactly what his role is and um i think you know sure maybe we'll go in a slump but Unless it's a terrible slump, unless it's like an ubre esque slump, I feel like he'll stick in the
1: rotation, you know? And, and, Um, you know, he showed with those free throws, he showed with taking that shot both at the end of this game and in Chicago, he's not scared, right? Yeah, Uh, We've seen so many players come through over the years who are just scared to shoot. Like, they'll pass it back to Steph or Clay or whoever. Like, I'm not going to shoot. Hot potato. And he's not scared. He's going to take that shot.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> on that note I did think about that before because uh there's no one else besides Steph to be scared of. Like there's no KD, well, there's no yeah, well, no clay well, where good. like if you uh miss the shot, then they'll get mad. And plus there's a whole season where everybody got the shots, you know? And they're like I'm just going to chuck it and now they're they're uh that's a that's a hard habit to break. Um, but no, I I I get, get what you mean. They need guys who look, I mean, look at Ubre. I mean, because he's been so cold that dude is scared to scared to shoot or I won't say scared but hesitant, you know what I mean like yeah um, you know he's he had that four for six from three game a couple of games ago, and now he's just a cold fish out there, and you know towards the end of the game when they couldn't get anything going, you know, um I was like, you know put, put Pascal in, you know, I mean, there's set rotations, right. And you didn't see Wiseman. Cause I mean, it looked like in the beginning of the second half, Wiseman was, you know, having some trouble. Like he bumped into Draymond green or Draymond, he yeah. was like standing in the <laughs> right in the wrong spot. And at the top of the arc and Draymond turned around and, and they ran into each other. So, um, but it was one of those things where I was like, these guys can't get a bucket. You could at least either put Pascal in, to go get a bucket just have another guy out there or you could put a uh, wiseman in <laughs> to try to get a an easy like lob or yep, something yep, that vertical, vertical
1: spacing and, that uh, sometimes people talk about yeah. yeah
0: exactly just just because they were not hitting hitting anything but um you know i don't know about you but as uh as 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 a longtime fan, as you and I have spoken uh, many times about in the past, I assumed we were going to lose this game. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I I was feeling that, and you know, it, 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 like the the narrative was all set up. It's just like they're going to blow this. The Raptors have their number. They're in their head. Nick Nurse does it again. He schemes it again. And it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, as a long time fan, you just think of it like oh, and I think you mentioned this too before. Just uh, you, you just as a long time Warriors fan, you just always assume it's gonna get worse.
0: Yeah, yeah, you always assume. Uh, I I was looking. There was like what four point three or something seconds left, and I was like, that's, I was saying to myself, I was watching the game by myself. I was like, that, that's way too much time. That's ah. Oh, that's that's too much time you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) well what did you think of that last shot i mean it was kind of an interesting play that they designed i don't know that siakam like getting a running start was was the number one option uh but it seemed like a an interesting setup and you know i want i i wanted to call a, a shout out to wiggins because yeah he played some great defense on that play uh didn't foul contested really well and he was blocking shots he was he's been solid and he was solid in the in the clippers back to back i'm yeah. you know after the first couple of games i um i don't know if i should admit this but i was like would you trade him for buddy healed <laughs> yeah. and at this <laughs> point i'm like no way he's awesome no. he's exactly what we need did you say that
0: to me before? Cause I feel like I've heard that. And
1: I, I, I I think I wrote it in an email to you.
0: Yeah. Cause I was like, no, no, man, no. Like I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have, uh, cause I was hoping that Wiggins would get a level of comfort, but yeah, I mean, after a first, uh, the first couple of games where he was iffy and everybody on the team was iffy, he hasn't necessarily shot well every game, but he shot pretty well. But most importantly like that dude has always been hustling on defense i mean that's what i'm looking for and you know what's weird like i look at this dude this is gonna sound kind of odd but i'm like oh maybe he's like feeling like comfortable in his own skin and not to get too kind of uh pop psychology ish but he's like he's like this uh he's almost like this child star that like, didn't get to be who he really was. And now he doesn't have to be in the limelight so he can just be him. And he's being him. This he's is like
1: Daniel Radcliffe. You know, he's like, uh, he has been a big franchise and then now he's an adult and he can do what he wants. Yeah. I don't know if that's the analogy you're looking for, but <laughs> let's go
0: back to yours. Let's go okay. back to yours. Okay. No, not really. It's like, uh, you know, well, anyway, basically he's, he just had all this pressure and again, like he's finding out what he can, what, or what he has to do. Right. Like after seeing Steph play, playing with him a little bit, he's finding more of a comfort zone and whatnot. Um, He still does that weird drop step spin move, which usually results in like a a brick or getting blocked. Um, But you know, he's, he's asserting himself on the defensive end and he's challenging shots and he's hustling as much as I'd ever seen him hustle before. So, uh, I mean, he's definitely a, a plus player. You know, I mean, that.
1: I have to admit, I didn't watch him very much before we traded for him, and then when we traded for him, I didn't watch many of those games last year. Uh, <laughs> but, but I'm I'm impressed, and you know, I think it goes back to some of the things we we're talking about. Some of these veterans who they've been around the league, and this is this is their shot, right? Or this is his shot. This is the first time he's really playing on a potential playoff team there was that one jimmy butler timberwolves team but um but he's a really important part of this team and and he's seen some things now and this is his chance so that's what that experience can bring you but at the same time he's still only 25 so there's room to grow and in in the kind of nuance areas of of his game and 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 the little things and, and defense and i'm just i'm just pretty impressed with his length and he's blocking shots and contesting so well. i am um, been, if this is the Wiggins that we get consistently, I think, I think you, you can't really ask for much more Yeah. unless he and, wants to do better. If he wants to do yeah. <laughs> more, sure. But I mean, he's shooting, I think like 40% on threes too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: he hit his first three threes tonight or something like that. Some step backs. Um, yeah I, I times like these where i'm like oh man i wish clay was in the lineup yeah uh, i mean it, like if, if wiggins is playing this well with clay in the lineup I'd be like, Damn.
1: you're listening to the oakland warriors podcast do you know oakland warriors is a website too oaklandwarriors.com offers a collection of warriors t-shirts that are comfy classy and cool Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code podcast at checkout for a 10% discount.
0: But you were asking about the last play of the game uh I right before we started talking I saw on Twitter somebody some uh some dude who I guess breaks down basketball plays and stuff uh I saw he had broken down the last play and it looked like uh Draymond kind of was calling out exactly what was going to happen <laughs> uh according to this guy. And I was like, Whoa, I only had a chance to look at it once, but, um, it was interesting because he was calling out like the, the picks that were coming and then they switched it and then Draymond stopped. There were, it looked like the primary option was to throw it to, um, the Toronto player. I forgot who it was, uh, breaking towards the basket. Um, and then I don't know what the second option was, but then like Siakam, I guess was third option. And, uh, and he got it. And I don't know. I was debating because I was like, yo, you're down by one. I just don't get I mean, I guess I kind of do, but it's always weird to me when somebody doesn't go to the rack to try to get a layup or or um or get a foul. Possibly because Draymond would have given help, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him kind of on a replay kind of you know lean into the lane a little bit when Siakam was trying to figure out what he was going to do. But then to all of a sudden like turn into a a turnaround fadeaway, <laughs> which, I mean, he can hit that shot. He almost made that shot. It was online, just I either short or long. But, um, you know, like this tendency, I mean, I, there was a, a Boston game where they were down by one and Tatum takes this long three and they
1: lose. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo. I, I mean, so, I was you know, surprised. Lowry was the inbounder. I'm. I think that's their thing. I mean, that's what happened when, in the bubble, but, you know, he's so good at drawing fouls. He's so good at going to yeah. him. I. I was just surprised, and maybe one of those first options was for him to inbound it and get it back right away, or something like that. He was, yeah, he was taken away true. by by Draymond's clairvoyance. You know. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I mean that shot. Jakob still got a decent shot off, and it was kind of halfway in. But funny thing about that last play is, uh, you know, sometimes there's a lag between that what's actually happening in the game, and then and then what you're watching. So, so I Mm -hmm. had to like I was watching the game online, and um, they were. It's still in the in the timeout, and I was like, "Oh, let me just let let me check the stats and see how many how many <laughs> points Damian <laughs> Lee scored." I was like, "Oh, game's over." And it says Siakam <laughs> miss, misses pull up jumper. I was like, "Oh, okay," but but still funny. Again, it was that even even I knew it was happening that that they were gonna miss it. Where is it gonna win? When Siakam shot it, and it was kind of it was like a third of the way down, not half of half of the way down but it was a little bit in there. So, uh, it was a little bit, um, (laughs) so it was still exciting. Even if I I knew what
0: was happening. I mean the modern day second screening, man, like I've, I've had to really, really check myself because I rewind so much. Um, like the, the James Wiseman, one man fast break. Um, I, yeah, I just kept rewinding that, and all of a sudden, like <laughs> I was like really behind, and I want to check the stats, but then I have to kind of have to cover my
1: the like, top half of my phone so I don't see the score. <laughs> you know, cause put, I wanna see. put some uh, put some masking tape on the top well Gaffer's tape. Much, yeah yeah <laughs> painter's uh, tape something that doesn't stick man think about a guy who'll be so much better when clay's back too it's like just think of the, how much space there will be for wiseman to do those things next year and yeah his handle yeah. will be tighter his hands will be better
0: yeah man like you know all the debate of clay i mean we don't know of course like uh, coming back from acl and an achilles and how he will be defensively i mean at least now we're going to have a guy who'll be, you know, a big body defensively. I mean, Bogut was always the the fail-safe, you know, behind uh, all the guards and the wings. Granted, Wiseman is not going to be veteran Bogut on the defensive end after one season, but it'll it'll be it'll be great, you know, like I just want to see it. I mean, not even thinking about like, oh man, we're going to go deep in the playoffs and we're going to contend for the title. I just want to see that combination of players on the court and see what kind of basketball they play, you know what I mean? Just yeah. from an aesthetic point of view, you know. Um but on that point like <clears throat> you know, one of my favorite topics and I think one of the favorite topics of a lot of Warriors fans is James Wiseman, what did uh
1: what do you think of his game tonight? You know, he didn't play much in the second half and you know, you mentioned you were wondering if they should have put him in, but um, I, you know, he had some nice moments, and it's—I I, love that seal where he, you know, put Siakam in the basket. Uh, I love that kind of one-man break he had. So, you know, all of these things are are flashes, and we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, I guess, I—I'm I, I, still encouraged. I'm still encouraged. Yeah. I, I, I still do take a peek at some of the other uh top three picks. Too. <laughs> just well, like just you know, just checking. Just I mean, checking. to your credit, you know, you mentioned
0: to me a couple days ago you check LaMelo and I'm like, he'll be he'll be good, but
1: I'm very happy with Wiseman. And then LaMelo goes off for a near triple double and then a triple double, <laughs> right? Um but- I I I'm still happy too. I'm still happy too. He's like the right I think he's the right guy for us. Um all of those things are going to like really tightened up his handle. His hands are gonna get better. He's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna be dunking on people. Um, he's just gonna get tougher. He's 19 years old. He's gonna get stronger. He's gonna learn the little tricks of like you know putting elbows into people's ribs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So so I, I I'm I'm not concerned. He's he seems like a a great prospect. So um, yeah, it, it's just it's just hot. It, lifetime Warriors fan, you know, you just, always uh, <laughs> you're expecting the worst and you just, and you, and you look outwards and, and just think about all the things that could have been. So yeah. It's
0: like he has a, a, a poor mediocre game and you're like, ah, he's already hit his ceiling. <laughs> <I'm>
1: <laughs> like how's Denny Avdia doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, his, his stat line was 17 minutes, five for seven, seven boards, 10 points, two fouls. So, that's not bad nope. at all. When he was in and you know, like he was he was effective. Just second half. Like when they were getting blown out earlier in the season, it's like, yeah, let's let's play him as much as possible. But in these games where it's like, well, we need to close this game, let's put somebody in who we're sure can, you know, not screw up on defense or wouldn't commit a ticky-tack foul. Or isn't going to bump into Draymond, you know what I mean?
1: And um, and I think it's showing a, an urgency from the coaching staff too that if you're playing these good teams, you can get a win. You're just gonna go for it, yeah. And 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 he's gonna learn. What either way, whether he was playing or not, I think it's important for the young players to see these are the the little things that it takes, right? Like. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's important. I'm not I'm not worried that he's not in during crunch time on these games. Oh, yeah. You know? No, not at all. And they need to win these games. Yeah. And I think it's like a perfect scenario. He's not going to sit and pout
0: on the, you know, he knows the deal, you know, like uh, they're going to go with someone that is more seasoned and, you know, is better at closing out games right now, you know. Um, but uh, like I did notice, you know, in the previous game that – you know Wiseman tends to get frustrated so hopefully uh you know he uh doesn't let that like get the better of him as uh and let it take him out of games and stuff that's that's probably the main uh I if there were a red flag um you know not it's not a not even red it's like pink <laughs> um, yellow yellow yeah. um but uh yeah I you know, every game you see something that's like, yeah, okay, got it. Like show, show the fans a little something and okay, ride, ride the bench and crunch time. That's fine. You know, <laughs> I mean the, coast to coast thing where he, you know, he made the read that they, that Siakam wasn't going to, uh, you know, pick him up in the lane. Um, and he just went and literally I, like I said, I replayed that like several times. The, the dude got, he gathered the ball with his front foot still on the three point line. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and then he just took the two strides, and it's like, you know, unless I mean, the only thing you can do is strip him at that point. But he just went up strong and and finished. And you know,
1: and plays like that are going to be so much more commonplace when there is better spacing. You know, he is playing in the in the starting lineup with Draymond and and Ubre, which are not giving him much space to work on so um i think next year you have clay in there there's gonna be a lot more space his handle will be tighter i -hmm. think we're gonna see a lot more of those and he's got those maybe he'll get that kind of euro step a little bit tighter as well so
0: (laughs) yeah i mean basically he'll get all of it Tighter, right? Like I'm always impressed whenever he shoots a jump shot. I'm like wincing because I'm always scared he's gonna go. Again, as a as a longtime Warriors fan, I'm always scared he's gonna go into this horrific cold streak, you know. Um, but he I think he nailed a couple of those shots face up, you know, right over Siakam. And I'm yeah, like, he had All one, right. down,
1: yeah.
0: You know, and that that's cool. Um so uh and eventually we'll start guarding him on that and he'll have to We'll see how his uh, first step is. You know, if he can get around people. Um, But uh, yeah, it brings me joy to uh, to to watch him play because I'm as a as a fan who you know like. We've never had like a dominant center, especially on offense in this respect. So it's just weird. It's weird to see, like, whoa, we have the biggest dude on the court. Yeah. Whoa. Like, we have the most athletic guy on the court. Whoa. Like, Siakam is not taking it to the basket. You know, he's, he's, he's kicking it out every time he gets the ball down, down low.
1: And, and that's one of the things that has been so enjoyable about the season so far, I think, because, you know, you got your daily. Uh, Wiseman check it's like oh you know how's how's he how's he coming along but we have enough of the the kind of like past and present with Curry and Draymond and um and you know these kind of vets that are kind of filling in the roles of veterans past you know and just competing so we can enjoy it on so many different levels and I think that that's what this game really helped uh you know it just like a lot of the other games is really exemplifying. It's just like, Hey, we can enjoy it on, on multiple levels. And I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm having a good time with this season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't really know what to expect. And like, you're feeling like, uh, or at least I feel that, uh, and I always say this, like you want hope sports fans want hope. That's all they want. They want to know that like, they may not win the title this year, but like, like they're getting better and they might be a contender. The next year or something and you want to see progress and for the most part we're seeing progress even though there were some problems uh with scoring and all that stuff a win is a win and i really wanted this game too because toronto you know <laughs> a team i used to never care about and <laughs> totally i totally right and i used to be like oh yeah I, you know i don't mind and there's so many highlights in my mind of like the dynasty warriors blowing up the raptors, you know, during the regular season. And uh, but I really, really wanted this game because, yeah, for obvious reasons. So, um, yeah, I, reasons, you know, yeah. we're seeing a lot of progress, I think. And uh, that's all that's all you know, hope for. Everybody's technically getting better. I mean, and is still playing hard, you know, like he'll get his dunks and his like layups, some of his shots. Not even his three-pointers, but some of his, like, mid-range or, like, layups are kind of off. But, you know, he seems to be, like, uh, trying, you know. So, so far, he's the only one that hasn't, like, truly, truly, like, gotten better as the young season has has moved forward. Um, But uh, I I have hope that he'll get back to the – I think he's a 35% shooter from last season. So,
1: you know. <laughs> fingers crossed Fingers crossed. which is hard to do as a Warriors fan to be optimistic but uh, you know I think things are stabilizing once he gets stabilized I think this team has some, has some hope has some potential alright well that is another
0: episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out at oaklandwarriors.com